1: Crowd! we got it. But we have such a big show. There's so much news to get to. Get up, <laughs> okay. You rock, man. okay, shut up. <laughs> Look, we got to get to the news. There's some people out there watching. I know what you think. It's just us. But, but, and here are, there's some finally good news. Finally, America is retaliating. They did this today against Russia for real. The, where it hurts with the money, with the money. We put sanctions put sanctions on the biggest Russian oligarchs. But you know what, how come, when it's a rich creep in Russia, they're an oligarch? (laughs) (laughs) But in America, you're just a visionary, you founded Facebook, you know (laughs) what? Oh, the tech company. Did you see what happened at YouTube this week? I mean, yes. Ooh, a a woman who was very disgruntled about how YouTube was handling her videos went in there with a gun. Fortunately, nobody was killed. Uh, But it was weird. And before she started shooting there, everybody had to watch an ad. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible, terrible. But but no... (laughs) The great news, everybody, is that Donald Trump finally is unfettered. You know, he fired, like, all of his original cabinet, so he's got some great new ideas of his own. (laughs) Yeah, he's just riffing now. Like, this week, troops at the border. Great. Yeah, we're putting National Guard troops at the border. Even though border arrests from Mexico are at their lowest level since 1971. Somebody has to tell him, to have a Mexican standoff, you need Mexicans. (laughs) <laughs> and, this, and this this is despite his own people telling him that using technology instead of a wall would be cheaper and more efficient. And he said, if I wanted cheaper and more efficient, I'd let the Mexicans in. <laughs> uh, but you know, people are saying, why now? Why now? Why suddenly now? Troops at the border. Well, for the same reason everything happens in this country now. Because the president of the United States saw something on Fox News. (laughs) They were showing some fear porn (laughs) about about a a caravan. Did you hear that? A caravan Ah! (laughs) is coming up from Central America, migrants through heading north through Mexico. That's why now. Because he watches Fox News all day. If he watched The Price is Right, we'd be sending troops to San Francisco to confront Ricerone. <laughs> no wonder the stock market is going up and down every day and tanking and coming back and going back down because no one knows what the fuck is happening anymore. We're building a wall, or maybe not. <laughs> We're having a trade war with China, or maybe not. We're getting out of Syria, or maybe not. Yeah, the president, this president, who has constantly said all the time, never tell the enemy what you're doing, that's stupid, this week announced we're pulling out of Syria. (laughs) Well, come on, we're going to need those troops for the upcoming invasion of Amazon. (laughs) You saw this? (laughs) I told you he's got a lot of ideas. Yeah, he's got a big feud with, oh, he hates Amazon. He is mad at Amazon. He says Amazon is using the post office as a delivery system.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the mail is not for Amazon to use. The mail is for coupons I don't want and ads for things I'll never buy that I throw away immediately. That's what the post office is for. <laughs> He... This guy, he... (laughs) he hates China for making everything we buy, he hates Amazon for delivering it, and he hates Mexico for dusting it. (laughs) No, he... He's turned around... He loved Amazon back when they delivered Melania for two-day free shipping. (laughs) I'm sorry, poor Melania. Come on, poor Melania. She has to listen every day to all this Stormy Daniels news. Here's what I want to know: How come Stormy got paid $130,000 to shut up, and Melania is the one who won't talk? <laughs> talk, Melania. Speak your truth, girl. <laughs> Be unfettered like your husband. He's unfettered now. He's throwing away the script. He's turning it up to 11. He's off the chain. People are so excited on the right. This week, did you see this? Yesterday, he was. He literally, literally threw away the script. He was in West Virginia, supposed to be talking about taxes. Uh, this is what he did. This is with his prepared remarks.
3: You know, this was going to be my remarks. It would have taken about two minutes, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so rude. I mean... Fox and Friends worked hard on that. (laughs) Boring! (laughs) Boring! Who needs policy experts to pull information out of when I have an
4: ass?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but that's just... that's just when the fun started, when he threw the paper there, because then he was free to riff. Unfettered! So he started to go over his greatest hits. Did you see this? Talking again about how millions voted illegally in 2016. That's right, Donald. If it weren't for fraud, you'd have won California. You're as popular out here as bumper-to-bumper traffic caused by a mudslide caused by fracking. But you would have won California. And then my favorite, he said his polling is almost at 60%, his approval rate. 60%? <laughs> this is what he said, quote, he said, a poll just came out from Rasmussen, that's the conservative group, but okay, a poll came out from Rasmussen, it's now 51, they say. But it's 51, but you gotta add seven or eight to that. You know, like you do with your penis. <laughs> All right, we've got a great show, Elliot Spitzer, Heather McGee, and Max Budar here, and a little later we'll be speaking with Louie Anderson, my old friend. First up, he's a Peabody award-winning Fox News correspondent at large and author of The Geraldo Show, a memoir, Geraldo Rivera. Hey. Uh, How are you? Good to see you. Been a while.
3: Yeah, Great good to see you. the same you. stage.
1: Yes, yes. Nice. We, well, we shared a stage in 1994. No, do you, do right. you remember that? Gary Shandling. That's Gary Shandling. Was he on the show?
3: Well, there was thousands of people Oh, we, we shared the oh, same stage, my show yes, show and your yes, show. Yeah. yeah, but when I did your show, Gary Shandling was a guest. Oh, who the fuck could remember that? <laughs> I, had, I had millions You're of guests cool. I could never remember. But, so, uh,
1: your book, very interesting. And I know, look, I remember you from Willowbrook. I remember when, yeah, I mean. You are the, uh, one of the original crusading reporters, and you care very much about your legacy being as a journalist. So I do have to ask, why Fox News? It's, well,
0: that's uh, it's... a
3: fair question. I, I think that your characterization of Fox is a stereotype, with all, with all due respect. I'm, I'm pro-choice, I'm pro-immigration reform, I'm pro-gun control, and I'm on Fox News. It's easy, because Sean Hannity, for instance, is such a big personality to say that he represents the sum total of Fox, but... I, I think that, but. with due respect, that there are more voices. It's not state-run TV. It has a well, r- conservative leaning. Well, come on. MSNBC come on. is as liberal, as progressive as you could possibly be. Aside for this show. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're HBO. Um, but... <laughs> But there is a big difference between MSNBC and Fox News. I mean, MSNBC sticks to the truth. They they don't, they don't, they don't make things up. I mean, Trump, there's a loop going on between Trump and Fox News. Would you admit to that, that he watches Fox? I mean, what does he do all morning? He doesn't come down to work till 11. He's, He's there doing his hair, watching Fox and Friends, And then he quotes from Fox & Friends. Our policy seems to be coming from Fox & Friends. And then he'll say something crazy, and then they will back it up. I'm still stuck
3: on your saying MSNBC is the truth. No, I'm saying they don't make things up. Russia collusion. Where is the collusion? Well, that's what we're... It's in... an illusion. Well, fr- first of
1: all, first of all, that's what the investigation
3: is about, and the report isn't in yet. So you can't it's say 14, it's... in a... 14, 15 months. I mean, at what point but do it, you the insist report...
1: that the... When the report comes out, come on, Geraldo, you know that. No. When the report comes out. I'm not saying it's... Uh, no, it's definitely collusion, but you can't say it's an illusion until the report comes out. Would you agree to that?
3: I I say that anyone who views the witnesses who have been interviewed, the indictments that have come wow. down, the scope of the investigation so far has to come they, to the conclusion. Everybody in this administration that nothing has, there yet. has been talking to Russia. Are you kidding? You, you would blame them if they had Russian dressing on their salad. But that, but <laughs> well, see, this is what I don't get. Is I I mean I remember thinking
1: of you as a crusading reporter who was fighting. Against the spin, I feel like now you are the spin.
3: That's so bull. Let's really. So Why bull. is that bull? Because you, you really don't I, I, see you, a Russian asked, connection asked, with the Trump. You, I, I absolutely do not. Where is the connection? Give me what, What's your best evidence of, of collusion? The Trump Tower meeting with
1: Don Jr., where they said there was no Russians. Oh, wait, there was one, there was three, there was five, there was
3: eight. That, that, that meeting, which is the one that everyone talks about, is, was but, so bland and benign and stupid. Well, you don't know. You weren't there. You only know what they lie about it. You asked me about Fox News. Let me tell you how I got to Fox News. I got to Fox News because I'm a native New Yorker. 9-11 happened, and 3,000 of my friends and neighbors were killed. I had a cushy job at CNBC, the number one rated show on that network, Rivera Live. I said, send me to war. These sons of bitches killed all these people. Six dads in my children's grade school were killed that day. NBC said, we're not going to send you to war because your show is too important. We've got plenty of war correspondents. I said, I quit. So I walked away from a $5 million payroll. I took 40% of that to work as a war correspondent for Fox. From, From... November of 2001 until 2012, basically, that was my job. I was a worker, 11 extended assignments in Afghanistan, 11 in Iraq, uh, Somalia, every shithole on Earth, I went there and covered for Fox. I never got any bad vibes when I was doing that. The war petered out. It didn't end. Afghanistan is still continuing. We saw what happened with ISIS in Iraq and Syria. So I started doing more... Commentary, and then now I get tarred with the brush. Oh, I'm state TV, or what I I'm, I'm the spinner. I said, I'm not, Fox News no. You you, you been... accuse me of the being the spin, and I I, I, I find that. Yeah, if, if you
1: okay, if you don't see a connection between Russia and the Trump organization, I, I I'm sorry, but I know
3: that, I know, but I bet you a thousand dollars. Okay, <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. <laughs>
1: But so, I mean, where, where Fox News, where a lot of their correspondence is, is that Trump is clean and Mueller is dirty. That's well, what they're I, saying. Mueller is dirty. That's that is the that that is what you see on a lot of Fox
3: News. The the opinion because, shows in the evening. I agree. But Chip Smith in the daytime, Bill Hemmer, those are news guys. They're straight news okay, guys. Okay. Brett Baier and I'm talking about the sh- shows in the evening yeah. then, that people watch. Yeah. Yeah. Those shows. <laughs> They they watch. Or
1: the ones in the morning morning that Trump watches. Well, I'm I'm, I'm on Fox Friends twice a week. Okay, but at some point it's going to have to come to that. Is Trump dirty or is Mueller dirty? Where would you say on that one? You you think Mueller is dirty?
3: I can't. I I
1: don't want to speculate that. I don't. But but Trump. I mean, like I. I I think that it is. You don't think this
3: is a sleazy crime family? Sleazy (laughs) and crime aren't necessarily the same thing. Trump no, they're both. Friend. You know Trump is my friend. I've known Trump for 40 years. I, I don't have I to... I knew OJ. I don't have, to, I don't have He didn't... <laughs> so did Trump. He didn't... So did Trump. He I interviewed Trump he about OJ during He didn't remain my trial.
1: friend when I felt he had a certain moral lapse.
3: Well, in my, in, my, in my family, my wife agrees with you. She doesn't like his policies on so many things that I've already listed, so she just can't stand the guy. I'm different. I can separate the man who's always been gracious to me, always been nice to my family. You know, we were on Celebrity Apprentice together, together every day for six weeks. I, I've known him really well, through gives every. A shit. He's running, running
1: the world. I, but now, I, what does that matter? That he was nice to you at Thanksgiving? <laughs> for while, I'm not trying to be a, a, I'm not trying to be an asshole to you. I'm. I'm I, I This just.
3: You're a smart guy. This befuddles but, me. But it, I looked up to you. But, but, you know. If you don't look up to me because I'm still friends with the President of the United States, then shame on you, not I don't on me.
1: look up to you because the, the President of the United States is doing I'm, the I'm things still that the he's doing. Who,
3: who liberated the developmentally disabled? I mean, seriously. Who stood shoulder to shoulder with the GIs in all of those places? All My right, friendship right. with Trump doesn't diminish me. You know, if he's well. got problems, you've got problems with him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... What do you think about
1: Stormy Daniels? <laughs> I'm just no. I, here's what I want: not 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 the infidelity, because because other presidents have done infidelity. Okay. She says that somebody from the Trump organization threatened her. Now we're not saying they
3: did. Right. They would have done. And t- the New York Times ran a headline that said, uh, uh, "Adult film star daughter threatened by Trump." That was the headline, something like that. There was no allegedly threatened, no supposedly threatened. Okay. Trump gets the worst press of any president since Andrew Johnson in the 19th century. He does. Well, I, I mean, everything it, he, because he does he's is not just the in the worst. worst, evil way possible. Everything is, is. I mean, like right now, African American unemployment's at record lows. Latino unemployment's at record lows. The economy is humming. People are 4.1 uh, percent. Yeah, that happened mostly under Obama
1: that you know that to be true. He's only, I mean... It doesn't work that way.
3: It doesn't work it doesn't that work way? He's had... Yes, he, he, you're right. He, facts don't work that way well, on Fox. that's farms. bullshit. That's but that's right. what the he's facts said, are all... He's had 14 he's, months of but, a thriving but economy, when did,
1: But when did the recovery start? Who was it responsible for make, know, turning the economy you, from where it was you, to where sh- it is?
3: You showed He him, continued you, it. You showed him throwing away his script in West Virginia. When I talk to him, I say, Emphasize the things that you share in common with most people. It's the economy, stupid. If you remember the West Virginia event yesterday, there's a woman who stands up and says, Those tax cuts gave me $2,000 extra in my family's coffers. $2,000. What Trump should have done, and what I would counsel him to do, is say, yes, and I want to do more of that. I want to help a rising tide lifts all boats. Uh, we're going we're to make this country work for everybody using Republican, uh, uh, capitalist kinds of principles. We're going to do that. Instead, he goes off on immigrants and he does things that are very visceral. He's very tempestuous. His tweets suck. I wish I could be his tweet editor. But I, I think to... to- <laughs> When you, when you portray the President of the United States as basically the enemy of the American people, I think that that's very dangerous. Uh, well, he's certainly
1: the friend of the Russian people. I'll put it that way. But, <laughs> but, but, but what I was going to ask is, Stormy Daniels contends... Stormy Daniels... Just let me ask the question. Well, let me just
3: say that. It was, that was of course that, you don't want me to ask the question.
1: Uh, her Your answer minutes, is better than the
3: question. Uh, her 60 Minutes performance was as empty as Al Capone's vaults. <laughs> What did, she, what did she say? Uh, 45 minutes. They gave her 60 minutes. 45 minutes. Okay. Okay, go Can ahead. Can I yeah. just ask you the one question I was going to ask you?
1: <laughs> just the one. She says that someone from the Trump organization threatened her, came up to her on the street and said, you better shut up about this because it'd be a shame if your little girl's mother, something happened to her. Look me in the eye and tell me you think Trump is, is above doing that. I'm not saying actually hurting her, but making that threat. Sending a goon to do that. You don't think Trump could do that? The the guy
3: I know would not do that. He wouldn't do it to you. He would not do it to me. But see, this is the O.J. thing. I, you know, a lot of, O.J. was nice to me. Yeah, he was nice to me. You know, he had an O.J. Simpson, I, I, no one knows O.J.'s case better than me. Uh, you know, he had, the, it's you an had an, his bloody fingerprints. You had the. That's not you the, know, p- the, the, the point. The point is that. A, that wasn't the thing. I, we we both agree OJ was, was you guilty. not have that with Russia. But,
1: but the point a, is a, a person life. can be nice to you and then be a monster and that's somewhere true. else. Oh, that's great. True. I'm so glad we no, could that agree is on true. that. Okay. I'll just ask one more thing and I'll let you go. But just the lying. It doesn't bother you the lying on a scale we've never seen. Just in that meeting we were just ta- that uh, event we were just talking about in West Virginia, it, saying that millions of people voted illegally. He was
3: absolutely wrong about the voter fraud. But, it's been the, proven the he's lying wrong about all it all the time about everything. He's it wrong about sending the military to it the border. It doesn't degrade the he country. He has never lied your... to me in 40 years. To you, O.J. To you. <laughs> but it doesn't. You can't separate. You two call you. me O.J. One more time. I'm, I'm gonna not pop saying you. you're O.J. <laughs>
1: But you you' you can't separate those two things. I get it that he has seduced you personally.
3: You can't <laughs> overcome that. You can't overcome that and see that oh but over here this man is this you, other... you have a malignancy inside you when it comes to him I, where you won't give him any credit and he becomes I defensive. I gave him credit, uh, he becomes defensive. Let me tell you and, and he's, in, he's a real estate broker and a, and, a, and a reality show host he's never had any political experience there, he's well, into braggadocio he's into oh, uh, you know big, big stuff you know oh right. I'm, the, I'm the most well, famous I'm the richest okay. I'm the tallest right. I'm the most well,
1: beautiful there are good people on both sides of this debate well, uh, alright <laughs> thank you so much for putting up with me thank it actually is good nice. to see you thank again you, good How luck you with you. the book thank I'm sure you. the book is good yeah, alright let's meet our panel That's <laughs> just the beginning. All right, let's meet our panel. He is the former Democratic governor of New York, Elliot Spitzer. All right, she is the founder and president of the public policy organization's Demos and Demos Action, Heather McGee. And someone I've wanted on this show for a long time, a senior fellow at the Council on Foreign Relations and author of The Road Not Take of Edward Lansdale on the American Tragedy in Vietnam, Max Boot. Great to have you here, Max. On- <laughs> OK. <laughs> so, uh, let me uh, ask about the sanctions with, uh, against Russia, because Mr. Uh, Geraldo Rivera would be very angry at me if I didn't give Trump the credit he maybe deserves. Uh, we are finally asking for sanctions, putting sanctions on Russia, and this is the kind of stuff that will really hurt the kind of people who we want to really hurt. The people who have white leather interior in their car <laughs> and, <laughs> and dissolve bodies in acid you know—I uh, think he's doing this because Mueller is getting close. That's my theory. Why he? Because it's not in his character to do something punitive against Russia.
2: I, I think he's doing it because Europe led the way after the attempted assassination in London. The EU stepped forward. Every other country said we have to do this. He's in a corner. Part of it's Mueller, and we don't know exactly where that will take us, but there's an awful lot of smoke, a lot of people cooperating, indictments that are going and pointing very close to the top. But he had no choice on this. Even the Republican leadership was saying, Donald, you've got to do this. This was not something he chose to do. And there was
0: also a law in Congress, and that was over a year ago, and I actually applaud... This is, again, a piece of credit that I wouldn't normally give. Right. Bipartisan, veto-proof majority. This is actually him or his administration moving forward with the things that they put in place.
5: I mean, I agree. This is a good thing, and I'm somebody who's been very critical of Donald Trump. Very, I left the Republican very... Party because of Donald Trump. Right. And, but he sometimes does do the right thing, and this is the right thing. But even when he's doing the right thing, he shows how schizophrenic he is in his relationship towards Russia, because who is announcing these new sanctions? It's not Donald Trump. It's Steve Mnuchin, the Secretary of the Treasury. And it almost seems like we have two policies towards Russia. There's the policy of the U.S. government, and there's the policy of Donald Trump. The U.S. government is doing things to Russia. They're imposing sanctions. They're sending weapons to Ukraine. But meanwhile, Donald Trump, this guy who has nothing but bad things to say about everybody from Oprah to Alec Baldwin, (laughs) he has nothing bad to say about Vladimir Putin. And it's, you know, I don't know if this is because love or fear, and I don't know which is more frightening, frankly, but there is definitely some kind of weird relationship between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin. Right. And, and, and the fact that he still won't come out and say one negative thing about Putin, even while he's imposing sanctions on him, should kind of make you scratch your head and say, and what's going on here? Even when they break
1: up for a minute like this, they, they're, right. li- they're a little <laughs> like Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. <laughs> you know, they, they never break up for long. They always kind of get back together. Okay, so... Uh, now, (laughs) Putin was in, uh, Ankara, was it, I think, the other day? With the leaders of Iran and, um, Assad. Mm -hmm. They're carving up Syria. Syria is... And we are just completely left out of it. A, is that a bad thing? I mean, a lot of liberals have called for, let's just get out of the Middle East. And two, if there was a Trump doctrine... Uh, you know, presidents have doctrines. Bush had, if, if, if we, don't, we don't make any difference between the terrorists and the countries that harbored them, Obama's was, don't do stupid shit, remember that? What would be the Trump doctrine?
5: I think the, the Trump doctrine has confused the hell out of everybody because nobody can follow what the hell he's doing, and Syria is a great example of it, where he sent these troops, and we were achieving a lot of success against the Islamic State, and he's bragging about it, and to some extent he's justified in bragging about it, but then, just as we're about to actually put Islamic State away. He wants to take our troops out, and this is going to be a huge windfall for Islamic State. Same thing with Iran, by the way. He constantly badmouths Iran. He wants to pull out of the Iranian nuclear deal in May, but at the same time, he's going to hand Iran this incredible windfall by taking the American troops out. He's going to allow Iran to take control of eastern Syria, and this is going to be a huge threat to our ally Israel. So you just can't You can't make sense of his words and his actions. They simply do not add up.
2: His doctrine is one of of being completely (laughs) and, and totally impulsive he does not think, he does not listen, he has no sense of history, he's never read a book, and as a consequence, well, this is unfortunately the case. Picky, picky, picky. <laughs> you know, you, know, but, you but, know, but because of that...
1: Like Geraldo says, if, <laughs> right. if you're gonna look
2: for the bad... <laughs> but with him, it's too easy to find, but the consequence is, as Max says, he disregards everything said by the experts, and even if there's an argument we sh- never should have been in there, at this point in time to step out does, as you just said, leave the entirety of the field to Russia, and Putin is now dominating the middle east in a way that's bad for everybody
0: he listens to experts he listens to his experts on fox and friends that's his doctrine right it's the fox and friends doctrine
2: okay let
1: me move to uh domestic affairs i want to defend laura ingram i know that sounds ridiculous uh (laughs) but it has to do with the parkland kids and guns and free speech now i think those kids did a great thing they put this issue uh in a place we've never had it before and I wish them success. But, you know, if you're gonna be out there in the arena and make yourselves the champions of this cause, people are gonna have the right, I think, to argue back. Now, Laura Ingram, and we go back to early days of politically incorrect, oh my God, there she is, right. Oh, where did the years go? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and in in the intervening years, I mean, she just has become a deliberately terrible person, I think. You know, just saying (laughs) horrible things. But, but you know what? Here's what she, she tweeted, David Hogg rejected by four colleges, because he put that up there, because of course we have to share everything, uh, to which he applied and whined about it. Okay. Maybe you shouldn't say that about a 17-year-old, but again, he is in the arena. And then he calls for a boycott of her sponsors. Now, what what is really is that American to call for a really that?
2: Let me explain something. <laughs> uh, I told, because I, I totally I, I, I,
1: and he complains about bullying. That's listen, bullying. I, agree I have been with the victim you. of a boycott uh, sponsor. I, I lost a job once. It is wrong. You shouldn't be do this by team. You should do it by principle. I agree.
2: But 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 listen, here's the thing. We we agree. We, we, I, was a, I was a lawyer once. Right? As attorney general, I think requires you to be a lawyer, right? We ag- agree on 99% of, of stuff out there. She has the right to say whatever she wants, with very, very few exceptions. We have the right to speak back. And when we speak have the, back no, 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 when we, no, no, when we have the right to speak back, boycotting. Think of the civil rights movement. Boycotting is part of free speech. Saying I don't want to work with that person. Unless... Saying I will not, I will not buy a product from that. President. Really, that speech.
1: And of all the things Laura Ingram has said over the no, years, no, that was but not this the worst. was the thing no, that broke no, no. the no, no, back. But she's no, a horrific person. You just was, said it.
0: I agree that this wasn't the worst thing. So she, I mean, she's been mean, terrible to L G B T Q community, to African Americans. But the fact is, I hate when the term free speech is used in this commercial context because the First Amendment doesn't guarantee you the right to have a soap advertisement in between your segments, which is what no, but, but we're it saying here. It's it is, about it government it infringement. But effectively,
5: it is, it is the modern way of cutting off free speech, it, but it's, she, can, she any, can still talk all she wants. That doesn't mean that all these big companies have to underwrite her speech to millions of people. And I would, <laughs> what I would say is, yeah. I mean, and I, it's, and it's I, a very chilling, it's a very chilling well, atmosphere I, I when mean,
1: this happens because no, no. it happens, it could happen to any of you. By the way, I completely, completely right. agree. I <laughs> completely right. agree. And I it's mean, the it,
0: price that we pay. I don't think that Johnson and Johnsons and all of these other, you know, mom and apple pie brands. Are going to want to stick with Fox News in the long term as they go down this hole of attacking every single segment of their consumer base. Let let me ask a question. Do
2: you think it would be fair for the victims of gun violence to say to the companies, you can advertise on her show, but we're going to boycott your products if you do that? Because we don't want to buy products from companies that give her money. Is that fair? Because she said a kid mind no, 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 about his because, college no, be, not no, getting into a college? No, no, for, take the substance so, of the, so, that comment. So, had, so the, the concept, discuss the concept. Can we organize and say, we won't work or buy products from a company that does horrible stuff?
1: Yes, of you course. can. But that's I'm saying it's about. wrong. I'm saying, you're saying the First Amendment has certain limitations. You cannot yell fire in a crowded theater, and you cannot say that David Hogg doesn't test well. No, no,
5: no, 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 no. She can say it. She can say it. I would agree with you to the extent that I don't think that the reason to boycott Laura Ingram is because of her comment about David Hogg, because, as Heather was just pointing out, she said much worse things. I mean, she is part of this Fox News propaganda machine, which is bombarding the American people with alternative facts, Ie fake news every single day, and that's the reason why large companies should not be underwriting her message. It goes okay, way but, beyond David Hogg. All right, we have to move on in a second, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it can't be the case that
1: you know that you are your own human shield. I understand they're in high school, so if they say something, people do have the right to answer back. My friend Killer Mike said something on NRA TV recently, and it was perfectly reasonable, and he had to apologize. And he shouldn't have apologized. All he said was, we're a gun-owning family. But he... That's a perfectly reasonable point of view, but it's a reasonable point of view that that this argument we're having about guns.
2: You're, You're conflating two issues. One issue is not whether or not the comments are reasonable or whether the boycott is a good or a bad boycott. The question is, do you have the right to boycott? And what I'm yes. saying to you is no, the, right, ar- the right to boycott is central to the First Amendment. You have the... Right? right? And That's you have all the, I'm saying. Do you
1: agree? We agree. And you have the right to uh, support Donald Trump. Absolutely. Like Geraldo does. No, no, doesn't mean it's right. No, no,
2: no no no, no. no, no, no. But we have the right. The First Amendment doesn't isn't about right or wrong. It. It's about I'm the sa- right I'm to do this it. this
1: is an end around the First Amendment. No, no, I disagree. It's- okay. Time for the... <laughs> time for something else. It's one of our... You're, you're outnumbered <laughs> by <laughs> the guests. <laughs> one of our favorite... Yeah, they've all been wrong before. Anyway... <laughs> One of our favorite segments is called, I don't know it for a fact, I just know it's true. And, uh, you know, this is... This is something we do from time to time because sometimes things come along where I have to admit, I do not know it for a fact, I just know it's true. For example, I don't know for a fact that if Trump messes with our free two-day shipping from Amazon Prime, he'll finally lose white people. I just know it's true. I don't know for a fact that the first thing UPS teaches its drivers is, fuck it, park wherever you want. (laughs) I just know it's true. I don't know for a fact that somewhere in America there's a weatherman named Stormy Daniels. (laughs) I just know. I don't know for a fact that Eric Trump thinks Cambridge Analytica is an encyclopedia. I don't know for a fact that Vladimir Putin's re-election slogan was, "Are you better off now than you would be if you were poisoned?" (laughs) I don't know for a fact that this is (laughs) that this is the first money Trump hasn't fucked and forced to sign an NDA. I don't know for a fact that the one thing Trump can't let his followers find out is that Melania's real name is Maria, and she's from Guadalajara. (laughs) I don't know for a fact that when the Me Too movement comes to cartoons, that horny French skunk is in deep shit. I... (laughs) And I don't know for a fact that Donald Trump has never even met Carly Simon, but he still thinks the song is about him. (laughs) All right, he's the comic (laughs) whose latest book is Hey Mom, stories for my mother, but you can read them too. His new comedy special, Big Underwear, is on Amazon, who is the Emmy-winning star of Baskets. Take a look.
4: I don't want to look bad on TV. You won't. I'm a rodeo owner. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You believe it? Christine, why don't you just go out and buy something new, honey? I've already tried everything on at the dress barn. I'm in between sizes. <laughs> well,
1: please welcome my old friend Louie Anderson. Louie, <laughs> oh. no it's been so long.
0: How are you,
4: Trump messing with Amazon until my book is off the bestseller list. <laughs> please, Donald, please.
1: Well, Louis, it's been such an argumentative show.
4: It has been, but and I, it's been good. Oh, uh, well. I love the piece uh, with Geraldo. Because I love that you stuck to your guns and I love that you still are... You still like Geraldo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, And I think we have to... You know who not, else
1: well, uh, I like is Roseanne.
4: I love Roseanne. And
1: congratulations, Roseanne. We can say that.
4: Yes. You know,
1: people got shit. My friend Sarah Silverman got shit for congratulating Roseanne. It's ridiculous that we can't even...
4: crazy. And Roseanne is crazy. Yes, but that's beside the point. Beside the point, exactly. Everybody has someone crazy in their family. Sometimes it's you. Yes, well, oh, oh. No, I mean you. No, but, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I'm so happy to be here. It's
1: I a, miss you. I haven't I, seen you in so long. I know. We know each other a very, very long Since time. Since the
4: early, early days of the Comedy Store, when we were gonna write the, it wasn't, the sitcom or something. Yes,
1: we? we did. We, uh, was it brothers or buddies or? We did. We we tried to write a sitcom together once. You were
4: gonna be a conservative. No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: but, um, but I, look. Congratulations on every. I mean, you're always you. working. That's right, and you do so many different things. You know, you're a game show host, and now you've got this brilliant Emmy-winning performance, and that is your mother. You're doing, yeah, right. I
4: mean is that. It's, Anderson. It's, okay, love you, and, mom.
1: And the book is about your mother. I mean, she's kind of your hero because she she helped to step in between you and your your bad yeah. father, right? Bad father. But
4: yeah, you know, drunken. You know, so I and, forgive him, but drunken. Yeah. And you know, eleven children, and she stood between him and us, and right. she saved us. I mean, she she deflected and and protected, and, and then also fed us, which uh, really was, you know, why I'm so fat is because. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's. True, I-, I wasn't though. gonna mention it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's the elephant in the room. <laughs> um, it's not. Uh... <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, no, but, you know, I don't mean to say that she was bad by feeding us, but when things were rough... Right. Com- ...afterwards, here, have some soup. Have comfort a, food. Yeah, comfort yeah. food, yeah. yeah. I miss her, I love her, and uh, she, she really has made this character come to life. I'm so and, happy she has a starring role on TV.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> playing a, a, a man playing a woman, ha- has anybody given you any shit for taking you a know, job from a woman? Because, <laughs> you know, because no, that goes on all the time now. Yeah, yeah, No, I, not. you know, until
4: you, until you said that, I really have never thought of it because oh. Oh. I am, I
1: don't want to start trouble.
4: Well, I don't mind, I don't, I just think that I agree, I understand that thing, but this is a comedy right we're yeah. not trying you know that we're trying to make a I comedy know. and I, I, I would if i was just a guy there it would be terrible playing <laughs> but i know what you do, mean do I, not I, try to explain logic yeah. to the yeah you're right. charity police yes, the, they won't. just want to be yes mad it's true they just they want to be mad they why doesn't a woman get that yeah. because <laughs> that woman is not funny so she can't have it the woman who's going to play it. Right. you know can i just say you this could... she, uh, zach wanted a woman He had her picked out. Brenda, It was a British actress. I never can remember her name. I should call him Faker. But um, she was busy, and she couldn't do the part. And then Zach said, I have an idea of a voice. And he said the voice, and somebody said, it sounds like Louis Anderson. Yeah. Zach went like that, and he went, call him. And they called me, and that's really how I got the part. Screw (laughs) Judy Dench, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um... So, uh,
1: I read that you cry every day. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was... Tell me about that, because I, um, I, I am not a cry... You know when I cry? I cry at movies. Yes. It's I... so easy to get me to cry at a movie, and so hard in life. What does that say about me?
4: Um, Let's talk about I think, me, Louis. Yeah, I would <laughs> guess that that would say about you is that you're extremely vulnerable. I mean, that you're... To movies no to <laughs> No, but that you're a vulnerable person and oh crime would leave you because you're you know You would be wide open on that front and that could be where maybe that's what
1: but how do you how do you get yourself to cry every day? Do uh, you just think of something sad?
4: No, I'll be talking, you know, like on the book tour I've talked about my brother who was no longer with us. Okay, and you know, I just I oh, miss that, him that's I, miss, sad, so... I miss him. It's sad and also you know, we talk about everything that's going on in, in right now. The girl who shot up the YouTube thing. Right. You know, we used. You know, I have mental illness in my family. And right. We used to have safeguards for mental illness. There used to be hospitals and places and and checking on in a neighborhood when things went bad. We knew the police. We were connected. We have stopped being connected as human that's beings. That's so true. We are not connected. <laughs> and if my. If our neighbors were doing something across the street, right. my dad would go, what the... Huh? <laughs> Honestly, look at that. What are they doing over there? <laughs> and he would call right. someone who would go over there. What are you doing over there? Yeah. You but, can't but, have 100 guns in here.
1: Yeah. But we... We, uh, we, we don't... <laughs>
4: I don't mean you should do that. I don't we that. don't want that either, right? Now, you don't want well, people. No, but look, you want this. You, you want, want a your, little of that, but right, not you too. Want, you know. want your mom going. Well, I'll call Shirley because she knows. Right. Exactly. And she'll. Well, we were connected we with a, the police. There was a there was
1: a book once called It Takes a Village. Yes. And that's what that was that's, about. Yes. And of course. The, it's
4: a wonderful book. But, it was
1: that the right wing yes. hated.
4: Yes. <laughs> You know, <laughs> because it was it?
1: socialism.
4: You know, my... and really,
1: it was just neighbors helping neighbors. It,
4: and it yes. really is. And you know, all of us, if right now something happened, all of us would band together to help each other. So why do we need to wait until something happens?
1: Well, or we'd band together and eat each other. I mean, That's you don't true. you don't know. I mean You know it would we... be good. They'd,
4: <laughs> 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 they'd kill
2: first.
1: Okay, so. Let me ask, you brought up the YouTube shooter. Now, of course, this is someone who obviously has mental problems. But I also think it gets to a larger issue. I want to ask everybody about this. It seems to me that Andy Warhol, remember he said everybody's going to be famous for 15 minutes. Yes. Okay, it seems like social media is is a way that everybody has achieved this. I mean, she had 11,000 subscribers on one of her channels. That serves the same function as fame. You have people who you don't yeah. know contacting you, wanting to hear what you have to say. You get that same
4: rush. It's an addiction like any other addiction. Yeah, it's, like it's dr- true. Right. It's the worst one. Okay, so I... Th- it it happened to me when I had the family feud and lost it. It was really, really rough on me. Because people used to stop you more? And well, then they- because I was, I was counting on that fame somehow to make me feel better. And it was a really good thing for me to go through that Luckily, I had a lot of support around me, so... And you're still famous. Well, but you know what I meant by that, though, right? So something must have happened that arrested that, and I think they talk a little bit about it, but I didn't mean to step on your...
1: No, no, no. I'm I'm just trying to make the point that I feel like fame now has jumped the shark to a place where this woman thought it was a right it went to first you know nobody could be famous because how do you get that for the masses and then we found a way everybody can be famous and now somebody has taken it to this level of if you take my fame away or somehow curtail it you're You're screwing with my right to be famous.
0: And there's something particularly about social media. Even if you don't have 11,000 followers, young people, you know, they're constantly... We all are constantly looking at how many likes our posts get. And the studies show that we think going on to Facebook is going to make us feel better, but it actually makes us feel worse. That social media actually hasn't connected us. It's made us more socially isolated The isolation rates is something that the former Surgeon General was starting to look into as a a cause of stress and heart disease and um, premature death among older people. I mean, this is actually a big dimension of our society They, I think we aren't looking at enough.
5: And I have to admit, I... You know, I probably spend way too much time on Twitter and and pay too much attention to tweets, but, you know, in social media, I think it does raise all those issues that you just brought up. But, you know, at the end of the day... People have been going crazy for a long time, even long before you had social media. And I think what we really ought to be addressing are the issues of mental illness, as Louis suggested, but also the issue of guns and the fact that we have more guns than people in this country. That's a big problem. And it's so easy to get guns, including military-grade hardware. So that's, you know, you have these troubled people who may be set off by social media, but if they don't have the weapons, they don't have the ability to inflict their pain on other people.
1: But there was, there was just a report this week that the, the murder rate in London is worse than it is in New York, and it's because of
5: knives. Look, well, we're, I, don't think, I, I don't think we, wor- we worry about mass knivings. That's not a But that's, that's, what's, not a hap- but that's what's
1: happening in London, and I would also worry about yeah. people
5: driving a truck through. Well, that, a lot of that has to do with the success of the NYPD and the fact that we have very strict anti-gun laws in New York City. It's very hard to get guns in New York, and that's not the case in a lot of other places in the country.
2: Yeah, but, but I think it's the point that we made. There was another great book called Bowling Alone that sort of preceded the social media phenomenon. But the isolation in our society, I think, is... Is made exponentially worse by the social media because as heather said there's a fakeness to it you look at how many tweets people are following and all the rest it doesn't matter it's not a genuine personal interaction we, we had uh, lunch next to a family today here in beverly hills four people two parents two kids all of them looking down at their iphones yeah. not a word being conversed yeah. and, and i said this is not a social interaction it was very sad okay i got two
1: minutes left i want to ask about Uh, Martin Luther King. It was the 50th anniversary of his his assassination this week. And if you saw some of the uh, comments put out by people like Donald Trump, I ask every citizen to join me in remembering this great American hero and to carry on his legacy of justice, equality, and freedom. Uh, Ted Cruz says, While America has made great strides on the road to racial equality, work remains to be done. It, it seems a little hypocritical to always be jumping on Martin Luther King when you want to look like you're, you're on the right side of racial equality. It's
0: Incredible! Watching that video of Donald Trump, the man who was endorsed, whose candidacy was endorsed by the Klan, who said that um, neo-Nazis marching with torches were, you know, very fine people. I want to like snatch the words Dr. King right out of his mouth, and I keep wanting to do that. The Republican Party responded to Dr. King's achievements by realigning to becoming what a Republican strategist at the time would call a white man's party in all but name. And the way that Donald Trump just absolutely has embodied a Southern strategy that stokes white resentment as its primary way of making sure that no majority of the white population votes for a Democrat, as they have not, since Lyndon Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act, the very idea that you have this tweet storm of Republicans on the anniversary of his death, on his um, uh, birthday every year, saying all of the platitudes while trying to take away health care and having a war on the poor and not caring about police violence obviously, I have some feelings about that. Yeah. And, and as a, form, as a former, uh, you know, as a As a
5: former Republican myself, I have to be in violent agreement here with Heather because I think if Donald Trump were being honest, he would be paying tribute to George Wallace, not Martin Luther King, because he is the most openly racist president of my lifetime. And, you know, this... But he's nice to Geraldo. Well, (laughs) there you
2: go. Can I add one thing? (laughs) The thing the, The only thing I'd add that is akin to the Republican hypocrisy on every issue. That's the sadness. Every issue, they are that hypocritical.
1: Okay. Thank you, panel. Time for New Rule. All right, New Rule. Stop telling me to boycott Laura Ingram's advertisers. Her advertisers include Jenny Craig, Preparation H, and Terminex. I'm already boycotting them. Because I'm not a fat guy with hemorrhoids and termites. What? New new rule: blacks, Latinos, and Asians have to stop asking, how come virtually all of the White House interns are white? Instead, white people have to start asking, how come we're the only race stupid enough to work for free? (laughs) New rule: and this one goes out to the teenagers who've made a fad of snorting condoms. Don't snort condoms. But if you do, please remember to take the dick out first. (laughs) Neuro forget getting into heaven. Jesus has to tell us how to get those abs. (laughs) Talk about CrossFit. I say, talk about CrossFit. <laughs> uh, new rules. <laughs> Someone must tell Cross the guy... CrossFit. <laughs> Someone must tell the guy in England caught on camera having sex with a golf hole. You don't know much about golf, buddy. When you're on the green, you use a putter. It's on the fairway you use your wood. <laughs> Another dick joke. But yeah, yeah. Um, well, everybody. dick jokes, you yeah. And finally, new rule, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but this country needs to treat children better. I know, it's crazy, right? (laughs) Me sticking up for kids, it's like Mike Pence fighting for gay adoption. (laughs) (laughs) Even when I was a kid, I didn't like kids. I remember being in kindergarten thinking, these people are such children. (laughs) Why am I even here? We're we're drinking milk and napping. I could be doing this at home. (laughs) But a few weeks ago, I saw that a second grade teacher in Arizona had posted her pay stub, and it went viral. Probably because she's one of the people we trust to care for and educate our children. And she makes 320 bucks a week. Jesus. We pay such lip service to kids. They're the future, our greatest natural resource. We'll do anything for them. And then we nickel and dime their teachers. If we really think children are our future, shouldn't the people who mold their minds make more than the night manager at GameStop? (laughs) Uh, There is a revolt brewing in the teacher's lounge these days in schools all across this country, and it's long overdue. Time's up. Meet Pencils Down. (laughs) Teachers are tired of being told what Sarah Palin once said of a teacher, that her reward is in heaven. (laughs) Maybe, but the rent's due here on Earth. (laughs) Elizabeth Millich, the teacher who posted her pay stub, wrote, I buy every roll of tape I use, every paper clip I use, every Sharpie I grade with, every snack I feed kids who don't have them. How do people, even the burdened taxpayer, justify this? We were all kids once. We remember our teachers. You have those moments of early learning imprinted in your brain. A teacher was your first mentor, your first role model. If you grew up in Florida, you first lay. <laughs> in West Virginia, where the revolt started, teachers were just asking for a 5% pay raise. Not a lot, but it helps when you have to pay for your own paper, your own pencils, and now your own bullets. Here's an idea. Don't give the teachers guns. Give them a living wage. They're they're not asking for the world. Just enough of a raise so they don't have to drive an Uber three nights a week. Teachers, it turns out, do drive Ubers and work as cashiers at Hardee's on weekends and sell their blood plasma to make ends meet. It isn't supposed to be a side hustle, teaching. In Kentucky, teachers are protesting Governor Matt Bevin's attempt to reduce their pension fund. Bevin said the teachers have a, quote, thug mentality. He said, it's about just straight up wanting more than your fair share. So true. You know, when I think greedy, the first thing that comes to mind (laughs) is a public school teacher who takes the bus to work and spends her tax refund on crayons. If we really cared about kids, would we give them an education secretary who needs to stay after class? (laughs) If we really cared about kids, it wouldn't be so hard for states to pass laws against marrying them. That's right. Fun fact, child marriage is legal in every state. What? Yes, true. In America, you don't even have to start your own crazy religion to have sex with children. You can just marry them. And that's every state, not just the Waffle House states. Wow. More than 200,000 children were married in America over the past 15 years, some as young as 10. In 24 states, there is no minimum age to marry. It's Me Too for Hollywood, but we're okay with this. And again, this is coming from me me, someone who has no use for children. (laughs) And don't even get me started on babies. No, I don't want to hold your little Roswell alien. (laughs) (laughs) Some people call kids gifts from God. I call them reasons for (laughs) earplugs. I don't like seeing kids. I don't like hearing kids. I do not like kids on a plane. I do not like kids on a train. But as much as I personally can't stand to be around them, I would rather American children be well-educated, productive, contributing citizens, as opposed to what they otherwise might become, useless burdens on society. All right, that's our show. I'll be at the Cow Performing Arts Center June 23rd in Atlanta and at the Ryman Theater in Nashville June 24th. I want to thank Elliot Spitzer, Heather McGee, Max Booth, Louis Anderson, and Geraldo Rivera. Join us now for Overtime on YouTube. Thank you, folks.
4: Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10.
5: Or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.